hello hello hi my beautiful people welcome to black motherhood unplugged juggling life work and kids with your host jay ashby i hope this episode finds you well today ask yourself this how are you feeling how is everything on my end i hope it is all well or at least working itself out now take a deep breath inhale exhale let your shoulders relax take your tongue off the roof of your mouth and take yourself in admire you tell yourself i love you tell yourself thank you for pushing and choosing life today and every day and let's thank god the universe the most high for allowing us to be in the land of the living as my grandma enid would say or whomever it is that you believe in I want to tap in and say thank you to my listeners. Thank you for sharing and subscribing to my weekly episodes. I appreciate you. I love you. Gratitude sent your way. Love sent your way. Um, Because again, this podcast was a mere thought and I needed to finally act on it and stop fucking procrastinating and get to business. So thank you for spending your 20, 25, 30 minutes with me on this Wednesday night right here. Nevertheless, it today is Wednesday, November 1st. It is 4.57 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you guys, I am recording in my car. I bought this microphone, this mini microphone. I don't know if you're like a TikToker or a TikToker follower like me, but you know how you come across a page and a content creator will be like, listen, it is 2023. You need to get that microphone. You need to share your content. <laughs> And as a matter of fact, before I got onto TikTok, I bought this microphone and this was for podcasts specifically or just giving good sound. So hopefully this sounds really good because again, I need to stick to my commitment that I committed to. Um, And let's get to it. So I'm in the car and the reason why I'm in my vehicle is because my son is in Taekwondo. Now this is my middle child. Um, And... This one right here, this child of mine, he is special. He is my, he's just, he, he lives life unapologetically. And if you know him, um, to know him is to love him. He really don't give a fuck. I think all my kids, no, it's it's the middle and the last kid. My first kid, he's he's more like me. We give a fuck. I mean, we give a fuck and we don't give a fuck. But that's, that's, I don't know if you get it. If you get it, you get it. But girl, let's get to it. So, I needed to make sure that I stuck to what it is that I said I was going to do. I normally record my episodes over the weekend. However, um, I could not get it. I could not get through episodes. I had so many takes to do. I was recording. I was 15, 20 minutes in and I'm like, nah, that's not it. Nah, that's not it. And I I just wasn't feeling it. There were so many different topics that I was touching on and nothing was creating And I told myself, if this is the case, there's something that you're not doing for you. You're not nurturing you. You're not tapping in with yourself. Something is off. So I was able to record that one episode, published it. And here's my Wednesday episode, of which would normally release at 5.55 a.m. Wednesday morning. But that did not happen. happen. But we're here right now. Anyway, I needed to fit it in and therefore since I didn't do it over the weekend I'm in the car recording while my son is doing his taekwondo session now I touched on my son in a little bit of the beginning of this right a few minutes ago what am I talking about 
I am going to, um, what is the word I'm trying to find? Kind of like tiptoe around this information. Because of course, when the kids get older, he may listen to this shit. My kids may listen to this shit when I'm not even around because one, they've read the book that I wrote, How I Sing a Moment, where I'm talking shit about their dad. Not necessarily talking shit. I mean, to others will come across as if I was talking shit. I mean, I was talking a little bit of shit, but um, I was sharing my side of the story. And I told, they asked me, mom, can we read the book? And I said, when you get older, when you turn 18, you can read the book. So they're going to find about find out how I met their dad on fucking blackplanet.com. How their dad was his shit when we was in Houston to visit my cousin for her baby shower. And he was over there at the crib cheating and shit. They're going to find out all of that stuff. So yeah, I did get that personal in that book, y'all. I got personal. It's called How I Sing a Mom. It all stemmed from, from that that person that dude baby daddy number two if you've listened to my other episodes you see how i get all a little confused when i'm trying to describe which baby daddy i'm talking about and i was praying this morning and i said jasmine baby daddy number one and baby daddy number two there you have it anyway let's get back to the story so this podcast is going to be named what it's going to be named I'm, I didn't figure it out yet I know that I will at the end of this episode I normally have it beforehand but that's not the case right here but this is what it's about and it's about children that we may not need need no need additional help my kiddo was about a year and a half and he was going to a daycare and the daycare provider she was so sweet she's so amazing her name is millie in harlem and um she was taking care of both of my kids at the time my oldest was two and my middle child was six months and she was with them for about almost two years and she loved my middle child and she came to me and she was like jasmine i don't want to you know i know this is i don't want to overstep but i want to say this he should be walking. She was talking. She was speaking to me in Spanish, but and the way that she was saying it was as if an aunt or if a relative was talking to me because she really genuinely cared. And she was like, "He's not walking like he should. Like his muscles are kind of weak, and he should be saying a few words." I was a young mom. I didn't really know. I and of course, like some of us, we were we compare our children. Um, so I was I was comparing my middle child to my firstborn. A lot of the times I'm like, oh, he's gonna be good. He's gonna be fine. They're just different, but he's doing some things. Lo and behold, I went ahead and got him evaluated when I brought that to the doctor's attention. And in that evaluation, turns up that my son was on the spectrum that he may have autism, and I fucking lost it. Now all of this was happening in New York City, and that was around the time that I was I had left their dad so I'm going through this alone and imagine for the very first time you're a young mom or your mom period and you're sitting at a table and you're surrounded by strangers that are telling you what's up with your kid what's wrong with your kid and what needs to be done I wasn't as strong then as I am now um now I could take it I'm a G right it still does hurt But the things that I went through with my kids, the moment I decided, even during, but the moment I decided to really, you know, I can't do this relationship. My my two-year-old can see that I'm unhappy. 
um, I'm going to have to go down this journey by myself. My mom did it. She made it look easy. So I got this. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, to go through that by yourself was hard. And I cried a lot. And there were a lot of IEP meetings and things put in place. And I remember, and I don't remember her name, but I remember this Black woman lean over to me. She was kind of like my counselor through the process. And she says, Jasmine, I understand that this is a lot, but take all of the services that they're offering you if you feel like it's too much for your child just dial back and everything will be fine and she said it's best that it's done now because it will help him in the long run oh oh I felt that I felt that just now I remember that like it was yesterday this was a meeting that I had on 125th street in St. Nicholas Ave on a third floor um, and it was like the educational building, the New York Department of Education. And um, she said, take it because it will help him in the long run. And to be quite honest with it, because my son was not talking, he used to make these noises um, to try to get your attention. He was extremely frustrated. And um, I'm waving to him right now. He was extremely frustrated because he couldn't get his message across. And I'm sharing this message. I'm sharing this episode because there are some mothers out there that may not know i'm getting chills talking about this so i feel like my spirit guys are telling me yes jasmine you need to talk about this there are a lot of moms out there that may not know that their child may need support or assistance there's nothing wrong with it you did nothing wrong there's resources out there and i will continue to share but i will continue with the story to get there so I had Medicaid at the time, and in New York City, Medicaid was a gold mine because shit, premiums today, holy cow. But nevertheless, um, I was assigned some amazing therapists. My kid had occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy, and ABA for behavior. And they all would come to the house throughout the day, and it happened in the evening when I was home from work. So after daycare, they will come. There were even some times where one of the therapists needed to reschedule and they'll go to the daycare and provide the 30 minute or 45 minute services to my kiddo. And that went on for years, for about two to three years until he went into school and he was assigned um, new therapists. He went to one specific school that was just designed for kids that had special needs. And um, it was really, really good until I moved to Texas in 2015. And as I'm sharing this story, holy cow, all I could think about is how phenomenal God is. Because while those things were super duper hard for me back then, I understand why I went through it to get to where I am right now and going forward. So I moved to Texas to live in Beaumont in a city outside of Houston. So if you're New York City, it's uh, Beaumont is what upstate is to New York City, which it is to Houston. I know I, I confused it a little bit, but again, it's a little small town outside of Houston, Texas, about two hours away. And we lived in that little community. And I remember enrolling my kid into school and looking for services so that he can get services in his school. I ended up speaking with the coordinator that took in my application and she was a sweet woman and I was looking for work. And I asked her, 
And one of, one of my old friends used to tell me, a closed mouth, a closed mouth don't get fed. Excuse me. So I asked her, hey, do you know of any um, positions that are hiring? And she said, as a matter of fact, we're hiring. Um, and I told her, hey, I'm bilingual. She was like, even perfect. You can provide information to the Hispanic community because a lot of them are not aware of the services that their children can receive at home and at school. And through that journey, mind you, my son was receiving services about three years in and through work, getting that job, I interviewed, got the job on a spot. I actually got two offers on the spot. That, that happens to me a lot. I got two job offers on the spot and it was a decision between making more money and driving an hour and 45 minutes away or making under than a, a good money and drive and working from home a lot of the times and doing virtual meetings and presentations and working about 10, 15 minutes away from the actual office. And it worked out. I chose what I chose what I chose. I don't know why I'm I'm um, stuttering, but I chose what worked worked best for me at that time. And while it was less money, I learned a tremendous amount about the resources. Although I was going through it, I learned a lot more. I learned that you could your kid can get evaluated at school and through your medical insurance. You could have services at school and you could have services at home. Um, depending on what kind of insurance that you have. Also, your school will pay for the evaluation. You won't have to come out of pocket for that. So you can inquire um, with the counselor at your school in regards to that. Hey, um, I have some, some concerns about my kid and, and his learning. Um, you know, he's not learning like other kids. What what can you do? Can we schedule an evaluation? I have concerns with speech or the, whatever the case may be. Now, Texas is not as um, resource provided like the, in regards to insurance because in New York, everything was covered under the Medicaid. Out here, you're coming out of pocket or you're paying a deductible or of course you have your copay and you have to pay that for each visit. And sometimes your kid needs about three two to three visits per week and if you're getting three or four different types of services it's each therapist each service so it it does add up and um i would drive from beaumont to dallas give a presentation in spanish on section 504 which is for kids that don't necessarily have autism but may have adhd and um needs their work to be modified so many different things so I did that and I worked in that company for a year and the name of that company for my Texas listeners is called um oh my god I cannot believe I I can't remember the name of it um let me look it up partners So, um, I'm sorry about that. I guess my phone timed out. So if you feel like there's a little pause in it, that's why, but nevertheless. So yeah, anyway, back to my kiddo. So fast forward, we left Beaumont, Texas, 2016. Um, and I moved back to New York and it's so crazy because I feel like I moved back to New York with 
a new level of understanding with the special education department and what can be provided and how to advocate for yourself. So let me break down what I did for Partners Resource Network. I was a Hispanic um, region, Hispanic coordinator, region coordinator, pardon. And what I would do is I would receive phone calls from families seeking um, assistance on how to get support for their kid at school. Because most of the times, if you don't know how to ask, the the schools won't provide you that information. Um, One thing that a lot of parents don't know is that when you're going for your art or your IP meeting, you can record that. You let them know, hey, I want to record this. Um, Please let me get the meeting minutes. And when you say that you're going to record it, they will then say, okay, we're, we're going to record it too. Make sure that you hold everything that is said in that meeting um, to them. So they, that everything that is put in, if they're modifying your kids' classes, if there are 20 questions in a test you, and they modified it for your child to have five questions, that is what needs to be done. And you have to hold them accountable. It's nothing about fighting or anything like that, but or being aggressive about it. And I'm, I'm merely saying that because... You know, um, there were some instances where I dealt with parents that were really upset. And of course, it's a sensitive topic. You want everything for your kid. And you want everything that's right. And you want everything that is available to them. And a lot of times, if you're not aware of it or you don't ask, you're not going to get it. So I would teach them how to advocate for themselves. I wasn't the advocator. I couldn't speak for them. I would just merely bring up some things and be a support for them. So I would sit in that ARD meeting or IEP meeting. And prior to that, I would prep the parent and let them know what they should ask for. Here's what you should do. Notate everything. Know that you're supposed to do it annually. Know that if you feel like you don't agree, you don't have to sign the papers. Also know that if you feel like you want to make some updates, you could call another meeting. And they have to do this according to the law everything is in documents everything is on the school website everything is there so with that information and all of that experience I was able to utilize that for my son when we moved back to New York I knew how to handle these meetings because I was that for another parent um so because of that like I said before we moved back moved to Texas in 2015 from New York he was in a special needs school and they would pick him up from the house and all those things and in learning working for partners resource network um they they I was taught that you know it's better to put your child in a general class a general setting why because kids are going to learn from other kids so if you feel that your child is not learning at a certain pace and you want them to learn at a at a higher pace or you want them to broaden and not just always be modified or minimized, have them in the general setting, but have them with a para. New York City provides para. Texas, they don't necessarily provide paras. They do more of the independent um, small groups and sometimes... Well, for my kiddo, he would feel he used to feel embarrassed. Now he doesn't because you can't even tell. He went to resource classes in middle school and you could even tell. And he learned his independence, not taken away from what he learned in New York, but he was dependent on his para. That was his personal assistant. So um, I learned a lot. My kiddo learned a lot. My kiddo is now in middle school 
and he would text me, mom, I got to my clerk, my class on time, or mom, I charged my laptop. He's very, he's very, um, organized. My kiddo is very organized. He does not forget things. He talks a lot. He loves to sing. Um, and you know, he does not have autism. He was misdiagnosed throughout the years of him receiving those services. He learned how to talk, um, occupational and physical therapy assisted him with his constant tripping. Um, he's extremely hyper. He was extremely hyper, pardon. Um, he's, it, it calmed down just a little bit, but I recently got them, them, um, him evaluated. I say them because my, um, oldest got evaluated too, because he would forget things or lose things and couldn't focus. And as I would come across things on TikTok, I'm like, oh shit, I know I have ADHD. I haven't been diagnosed, but maybe my kids have it. And so said, so done. And they do. And there are some patient, patients, there are some part, parents, pardon, that um, go with the medications that are some that don't. I do um, different. I, I, I try different things. And what I do is I, I know CMOS is one of those things that can help with ADHD and focus and memory and activities discipline uh learning how to be respectful and not to take things to heart like my my middle child he takes things personal like if you're joking with him and other people laugh and he doesn't necessarily find it funny he thinks that you're teasing him so there are just different ways to teach him how to um approach or understand what is happening and he was experiencing a lot of bullying recently too, y'all, in middle school, which is why I said, no, 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 I got to get him in Taekwondo. And um, he was fighting me tooth and nail on it. He hated it. The first week, he did not want to go. We were um, having debates about it. I don't want to use the word argument because it doesn't sound positive, but we were having debates about it every single day to the point where, not every single day, pardon like three days because I'm like why is he bringing it up again and of course you got to remember Jasmine have patience with your kiddo um because some things may not compute or uh, he may not get it like as quick as others would and um I put my foot down I'm not gonna try I'm not gonna uh uh treat my child any different I put my foot down and I said, I know what's best for you. And there are some things that I provide you the option and choosing, but this right here will help you. Tell me why it's week two and he loves it, which is why I'm in the car right now recording because he saw me out the window. He got some drink. I waved and I explained to him what it was that I was doing. And he was like, okay, mom. And I know he's doing phenomenal um, in this class. And he has like one-on-one with his coach with his teacher and that will help him to be confident to speak up to walk straight keep him fit burn off that hyperactive energy that he has and it will it will help him in the long run so there are just so many different things that you can do and I'm just so grateful that had I not listened to that woman um back in 2012 2013 2012 it was 2012 2013 and her saying take all of the services and if you feel like you need to dial back you can 
I did and I don't think I ever dialed back because I saw that he did need the services and it helped us all tremendously and now I have to go through the same thing not the same thing but similar with my third um, just with behavior and speech and because I went through it with my middle child I know how to deal with the emotions with my third my three-year-old and while it hurts and I'm like why and you know asking these questions because I'm equipped I know what to do and again there are some parents out there that that are in denial and, and don't feel like this is a thing or don't feel that you know their child is fine and they'll just learn on their own I thought so too but also too I had a hard time in school I most likely had ADHD then I have adult ADHD and I have no shame in saying that because a lot of us also do have it as well. But I'm pretty sure had I had services then and got evaluated then, school for me would have been a lot better because I would start and never finish. I hated it. I hated how I couldn't learn like others. I knew that I was smart. I just couldn't understand why I couldn't put that into Um, paper or in a notebook or focus when I was studying I couldn't understand it and it was very frustrating so because I went through it and all of that made sense for me as I was going through the process with my middle child I said oh I had this too well I'm going to be there for me like I needed someone to be there for me when I was growing up and I'm not pointing a finger at my mom because we were both growing up at the same time she had me at 17 But also in the Hispanic community, a lot of parents, they're not going to think something is up with their kid or or want them to get evaluated because one, they're not aware. And two, mijo está bien, todo está bien. Like everything is fine. My kid is fine. So that's what it is here. And there's nothing wrong with it. And if you sit down with your kid and explain to them what's going on and and how this will benefit them, this will just be fine for them. And it, And you could take it, they could take the resources and the modifications all the way up into college. There are people that we work with that we don't even know may have a disability that may have gone through these same things as well. You just don't know, but they are, they are equipped. So that in itself again is a sensitive subject is a sensitive journey there are parents that are going through even harder situations and my heart goes out to them because one is the patience two you're probably asking what did I do like for a very long time here recently um recently my um oh I lost my train of thought because the text message came through um oh yeah for a very long time and recently, as I started to notice the the way my three-year-old was acting, and even when I go back to thinking about my middle child and that process and the journey that we took to get here, was it the prenatal vitamins that I took? Was it something that I ate? Was I not breathing? Is it genetics? Is it something passed on from who? Is it from the father's side or my side? What's going on? So there are so many different questions that you may ask yourself, but I'm here to tell you that there's no one to blame and there's no one that could tell you where it's coming from. There's only the thing that you have, that one thing that you have, and that is there are resources here now that will help you and your kid moving forward and that everything will be okay. It will not be easy. You're going to go some trips through some trials and tribulations, some ups and downs, but it will work out eventually. Again, 
there are resources out there, whatever state that you live in, wherever you're listening from, Google it. Google um, special education resources or Google speech therapy or occupational therapy, um, physical therapy for, for children, pediatric therapy. Look it up or even ask your doctor let your doctor know, hey, I have some concerns. Your child's pediatrician. I have some concerns about what's going on. They'll ask you a couple of questions. And if they feel that this is something that needs to be done, then they'll then recommend you for your child to get evaluated. And also ask for resources, free resources, if you don't want to come out of pocket or if you have a limit on your insurance. I know this is a lot of information. Um, And if you have any questions, please reach out again at the end of the episode. If you scroll down, if you're a Spotify listener, scroll down and you have a there's a Q&A box that I that I have for all of you guys. Send me some questions. Give me some feedback. And I would really like it that you guys give me some feedback too. choose, you know, um, my rating. Give me a rating. Let me know what you think of the podcast and absolutely continue to share I really do love that I'm doing this. I love that I'm sharing. I, I appreciate. I love that I'm sharing my story and that someone out there really resonates with it and how it's helping them. And um, I will continue to grow. And there's so many things that I have in store, but I'm taking it one day at a time. Thank you guys for listening um, to me in my car as I wait for my kid. He's wrapping up right now. So I'm ending this podcast. You guys, really quick, uh, Texas has paras, but states are different. And as far as the CMOS, I highly suggest you consult with your provider before you take it. Again, this is my opinion, and I'm just sharing what I do um, for my family and how it benefits us. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate y'all. And please, I'm so sorry for the editing on this end. Too much was going on, but I wanted to put the episode out and I didn't want to change it because there was a lot of information there. So talk to you soon. Peace.